0: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This is it. Madonna Blide can she do it for Australia? She sure can. That's the gold medal. The captain appropriately hammers in the nail. The hockey revolution has a golden uprising. It's a revolution. Will we have another revolution? That is the question here on the Overnight Crowd, of course, in partnership with Channel 7, SEN is the exclusive Australian Radio Rights holder for the Birmingham 2022 Com Games. And here on The Overnight Crowd, in the lead-up, we're trying to do a bit of a preview of the tournament. And who better to help us work our way through the Commonwealth Games and one of the best of her generation, our next guest. You've heard it from the audio, a career full of highlights across 342 games for Australia, if you don't mind. She's won three Com Games gold medals. Very happy to welcome former Hockey Roo captain and generally top-notch human Madonna Blythe to the overnight crowd. Donnie, welcome. How are you?
1: Yeah, very well after listening to that. Thank you. That's a great introduction.
0: I thought that might be a nice memory <laughs> to, to start it off for you. Yeah, uh, brilliant
1: memory. Um, Com Games, I was lucky enough to have a bit of success with the team and um, you don't often get those individual moments in, in Glasgow, uh, in the gold medal game. Um, just luckily, I guess it came down to that moment and I was able to yeah, have that bit of individual uh, success, I guess, as part of the team. But they are brilliant memories. Com Games are always great fun. A um, little bit less pressure than something like the Olympic Games, but a lot of people watching. And the Aussies, as you know, love their sport, so they get behind you. Um, yeah, and hopefully we've got heaps of moments like that to cheer on in the next
0: couple of weeks. Focusing on a moment like that, I'd love to know what was going through your head as you breathe, you're standing over the top of the ball, what what was going through your head? Can you remember?
1: I can remember um, because I was. I remember doing an interview the next morning, and they said, "Geez, you were calm and you looked cal- calm and collected," and I felt anything but that. But we'd kind of practiced um, those moments, and and I was very aware that going in that if it came to that I would be very nervous, which is normal. Um, you know, handshaking, things like that. And I remember just in the moment being like, Okay, that's normal. Um, this is a situation to be very nervous in, um, pick. And then I just remember going through and saying to myself what I wanted to do. So on the footage you can actually see me like almost talking to myself um in that moment and it was just reinforcing what I was trying to do. Um and then just trying to keep the, the nerves I guess under control. So we practiced those things, you know, a thousand times, but under pressure and, um, you know, in the in the moment, I was very nervous. Uh, but just trying to keep calm and remember the things that I was supposed to remember.
0: Is there a bigger moment for you? Three Commonwealth Games gold medals. What other great memories do you have from these particular tournaments? Oh,
1: I think there have been a couple of games um, like that. So I remember uh, in India, um, in Delhi, in 2010. Uh, in, I think it was a semi-final and in a high-pressure match um, we went to, to, it wasn't penalty shootouts and it was the, the stroke so kind of one effort um, and that high-pressure moment winning that against England almost felt um, like we'd won the final already but it was in a semi and I guess the odds were against us, I think it was like 45 degrees pitch side um, in India and we played at 115 in the middle of the day like four or five times um, throughout the week so I remember just the the physical pressure of India in terms of the heat and exhaustion. Um, Glasgow, we played brilliantly throughout the whole tournament. And then in the final, just, it seemed to be going against us. So we had that thought in our head, like, like, um, I remember I had it. Um, And you should never think like this on the field, but there was a moment where I was like, I can't believe we're going to lose this. And then I think we um, equalized with like 11 seconds to go in the match. And then obviously go straight to shoot out. So, it's those moments where you think, oh, it's just harder, it's against you and you're just not sure you're going to find a way. Uh, We were lucky enough to do that in the semi in um, Delhi and then uh, in Glasgow as well. And my first Commonwealth Games um, new into the team was in Melbourne. So then you've got a whole other dimension of, I guess, playing at home in Australia and having family and support. And I was probably blissfully naive at that stage to realise the pressure and what something like a Commonwealth Games brought. But you just got caught up in the green and gold and watching other sports and celebrating, I guess, as part of a bigger Australian team. And, yeah, so it's probably those moments that um, I remember the most.
0: You made your debut for Australia at just 18 years of age. It's it's a real – uh, you think back to that time now and you must consider yourself a completely different um, human, really. Yeah, I think you just
1: um, – it was a bit of a shock. I think when I debuted, I was part of, like, the the younger teams. So I think it was, like, a, um under-21s Australian squad and then – um at the back of the athens olympics a lot of the girls took a break which is normal after the olympics or retired and i think about five or six of us got uh pulled into the senior site to debut debut so i probably wasn't ready then but um you get thrown in the deep end and um yeah i think you just you learn a lot about yourself i guess the more that you play and the the longer your career goes and i think that that moment when you don't even recognize it, when you transition from probably a junior player to then a more senior player. And I was, um, you know, privileged enough to captain the group where you do have to work out, you know, who you are as a player and a person. And to be fair, like, I probably did that after I finished. Like, it takes you that long um, in your your sporting journey. But, um, yeah, I think it's just the play you are at 18 is great because you're just naive and you just want to have a go and have fun and you don't know what you don't know. Uh, so sometimes the more you learn, I think, the more you don't, you know, the re- you realise the things that you're not um, you're not good at or the things you can improve on, which is great. But over, I think I was, yeah, lucky to play for 12 years. You,
0: you changed so
1: much in that time.
0: Don't you? Now, before we get ahead to a preview of, of this era of hockey ruse, a couple more questions on your own career. The The three golds from the Commonwealth Games, I know, you know, you're never supposed to pick a favourite child. Do you have a favourite gold medal? <laughs>
1: Um. Oh, I, I, selfishly or whatever, I think the Glasgow won uh, more because I think we'd played such brilliant hockey and then in the final it was just a miserable day, like it was wet and all of a sudden when we went out to play, it kind of cleared up. And I think being backs against the wall, 1-0 down until 11 seconds to go, I think that just, um, you know, Jody Kenny scoring that pen, uh, the penalty goal um, to equalise, I think it just was such a range of emotions in 30 seconds of hockey, um, which is beautiful when you're on this side of it. It's probably heartbreaking from, um, you know, the English players that we played against, you know, for them it's heartbreak. But I think that's the beauty of sport, and we were lucky enough to be on the winning end of that. Um, so I think, yeah, probably the most recent one.
0: And I guess my last question, because, you know, I myself have never had a chance to experience it, but I've always wondered, what is village life like?
1: It's interesting. Um, Someone once described it to me as it's a bit of a circus, like a bit of a, you know, there's so much to see and so much going on. And I think you can get caught up in that. But, I mean, it's amazing. The Aussie, um, like, support staff do such a great job. There's green and gold everywhere. You feel part of something that's much bigger than even your own team um there's athletes everywhere so it's some you know that you look up to some that you idolize that you're walking alongside um it it creates that very humbling experience where everyone is equal um i think it will be different this time around because of covid i think they're split up over different venues but oh so lucky like in a village like that where there's thousands and thousands of athletes you get caught up in the wave of success and disappointments um from other people and that's something you've got to navigate but to live all together with, you know,
0: 200, 300 Aussie athletes, um, is just an amazing experience. And do you think that in today's day and age, it's all about who else you see and who you snap a selfie with? And have you had some similar, <laughs> almost stalking like behaviors yourself and who have you met? No,
1: I definitely wasn't that, um, dad, so I wasn't a selfie queen, but I think um, I remember the girls in my team stalking um, at the Olympics, Roger Federer. He was probably a huge rock. I don't know how long he lasted in the village before. He probably needed some time out. But I think it's just um, people like that, that you, you watch on TV a lot and you idolise, um, you know, the, the, the girls in my team particularly, you know, just that was their social outlet was trying to find the most famous person. And, um, you know, just yeah chasing around the village or watching someone else train, like, um, it's just incredible. We had the boxers um, out trying to make weight. So that's a totally different experience for us watching guys run around in tracksuits and, you know, try and sweat out another couple of kilos. So it's just things like there's always something going on um, that you can, I guess, get caught up in in a good way, um, yeah, throughout the Comm Games.
0: That sounds pretty amazing to me. Let's have a look now ahead at this Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Coming up, the hockey ruse, obviously the last 18 months has actually been a little bit turbulent for the side, but under a new coach, things seem to be settling, things seem to be galvanising, a bronze medal campaign that just coming off the back of. So I feel like there's a bit of confidence in this group now chasing a fifth Com Games gold medal. How do you see this group going?
1: Yeah, I think, um, well, they've only just finished up in Spain at the World Cup where you said they've got a bronze medal. And I think for them... That's a great performance. They've played very little international hockey uh, in the last what two years due to COVID, and um, the Aussies not really travelling anywhere to play. All the European teams have played against each other. They've been in you know international competition um, almost non-stop since then. So I think a bronze medal for the girls uh, was a really great performance from just a World Cup experience, but also leading into the Com Games. I think it was ten days between. Um, their bronze medal match in Spain. They've had a few days off. By the look of it, they're enjoying the fun um, and relaxing, but they go into their um, first match, yeah, in a handful of days. So I think that having that experience, that confidence, that, yep, we're at the level, they played some nice hockey, um, they seem in a good place in terms of uh, Katrina Powell leading them. So I think, I'm hoping that they don't rest on that bronze, and I don't think they will, um, because the Aussies obviously Commonwealth Games ranks really highly in what you want to achieve. So I think going in, they'll have the confidence, but also now the match experience playing against the best teams in the world and and doing a a good job. So I anticipate, I mean, as always, they would be in the hunt for the gold medal. Um, They'll have some good competition from a couple of the other nations, but I think... Yeah, playing the last couple of weeks and, and finding their feet um, back on the international stage, I think will set them up nicely.
0: So in our group, we have New Zealand, South Africa, Scotland and Kenya, who I think it's the first year they'll have a women's team. Yeah. That's all our group to come through. Who's our, We've got to come top two, don't we, to progress. So who's our biggest, I suppose, rivals?
1: Oh, I think you've got to look at the Kiwis. Um,
0: yeah. um, Aussie, New Zealanders
1: in general, really good rivalry um, they play a nice brand of hockey, they know our game very well, so it can counteract that, um, and vice versa the same um, for us, so I think in our pool you've always got to look um, you know, South Africa a good team, um, I think they'd be doing well to take one of the top two spots, but you never really know, and um, and teams like Scotland are developing, so probably not quite there, but you've got to be somewhere at your best um, to to take points off all the teams, so it's Oh, I don't think the common games, like you said, are brilliant. Like I remember we played against um, Nigeria when they played for the first time, Trinidad and Tobago, and now you've got Kenya coming in. So I think moments like that are important for um, hockey worldwide. And whilst I wouldn't anticipate, um, you know, Kenya winning too many games, I think the fact that they're there and and putting hockey on the stage in their continent and their country I think is really important.
0: I guess the other side is you probably want to ideally finish top so you can attempt to avoid who England, who you assume will finish top of the other pool as well. But the English women, I was having a look now, they've won a medal at each of the Commonwealth Games, but they've never actually won a gold. They'll be in front of a home crowd. There's obviously pressure for them there, but they loom as a very large threat. Absolutely. I think, they're like you said, they're always up there and they've been capable of winning...
1: Um Gold. I think it's just been that there's been, you know, we've had a really nice run and then the um, the Kiwis. I think, um, in 2018. So I think England, yeah, you want to avoid until the latest possible moment, particularly at home. They're going to have great support um, from hockey fans but just sports fans in general. So,
0: yeah,
1: that'll be tricky. I think India will be tricky. Um, They seem to have progressed really nicely um, in the last few years. So I think, yeah, finish top and um, worry about what's next after that.
0: Now, while we've done a lot of talking about the women's side of the game in in Australian field hockey, the Kookaburras, our Aussie men, they've swept it, the gold so far in Commonwealth Games since coming in. Can they go on and get seven in a row?
1: I hope so. They're an amazing team. Um, How they've performed over a sustained period of time is unbelievable. They set the benchmark, I think, um, in sport in Australia in terms of their consistency, their attitudes, the way they train, um, is just exceptional. Now they've been tested as well. They haven't played too much hockey um in terms of uh their group um in the last couple of years. So I think they'll um they'll struggle in terms of match experience and, and form, but they're brilliant. Uh, they're such a good team and uh I, I would like to think they do it again. Again they come up against some tough opposition but um on previous experience and um, their ability I think they would be disappointed with anything less than a gold.
0: All right. I'm getting around both of our sides for gold here at Commonwealth Games before we let you go obviously talking with Madonna Blythe former Hockey Roos captain and just general legend in Australian sport now before, after you retired from hockey Donnie you started playing a little <laughs> bit of cricket so this is where you and I cross paths um, <laughs> you now obviously work at the WACA as well but uh, a bit of fun for you I don't know if you've ever stop and check your Wikipedia, you don't strike me as someone who sits there and Googles herself. (laughs) But um, And I also have no clue who has edited this, but let me read you a little bit from your page if you don't mind. All right, so a bit of Wikipedia fun. Here it is. After playing since she was five, Madonna has now retired from hockey and is quickly making a name for herself in the Western Australian cricket scene. After a strong start, she was quickly promoted into the star-studded A-grade side alongside Emma King, Heather Graham, Megan Banting and Nicole Bolton. She is a specialist fielder for the Subiaco Cricket, so Subiaco Florian Cricket Club in women's A grade. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Well, this is why you should never believe anything that you read on Wikipedia um, and why people shouldn't be allowed to edit it um, when they think that they're comedians. So I think that was a really polite way of saying I couldn't bat or bowl um, (laughs) and that I was just running around in the field. So... Yeah, I think uh, very entertaining the girls that Subi Florian thought they um, were and still are hilarious um, and I'm still trying to work out a way where someone else can go in and edit re-edit that um, but yeah, I had a, a year at Suby. it was great fun, uh, it was a nice change nice change of pace from hockey and um, yes, I really enjoyed it despite my lack of ability.
0: <laughs> well, um, <laughs> specialist fielder, hockey-roo and Australian sporting royalty. <laughs> Donny Madonna, thank you so much for your time tonight and for being part of the overnight crowd. It's been great to have you on. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Madonna Blythe, specialist fielder. No, kidding. H- hockey-roo legend, current games holder and just general superstar helping us work our way through the Commonwealth Games preview. Keep bringing through your favourite moments from Commonwealth Games and things you're looking forward to for this edition upcoming. 0433 98 11 16 is the text line and you know the open line 1300 736 736. Back with you in just a moment.